0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, Too Much Disinformation, the pod that uncovers the good, the bad, and the fake of the online world. I'm your host, Rafi Mendelssohn, And on today's pod, we're going to be talking about the dark side of AI algorithms and spelling out. Uh, and expanding on some of the dangers that we might not be fully aware of. Uh, And talking us through this topic is David Meerman-Scott, and he's an expert in social media and marketing, and the author of 12 books, including the Wall Street Journal bestseller, Fanocracy. An advisor and consultant to tech companies, he teaches audiences about the opportunities and dangers of social media. And he's also written a lot about these kinds of topics, including the upcoming 2024 election season, and the role that AI generated content will play between now and November, 2024. So let's jump straight into the conversation. Hey, David, how you doing?
1: Doing great, Rafi, how are you?
0: Very good, thank you, very good. Thanks for joining the show. Looking forward to- covering this topic that you are uh, really excited to get going on. Um, But before we get into that, I have to ask you the same question that we ask every single guest when they come on is what was your first ever social media platform?
1: My first ever, you know, I I always consider my own blog as my first platform. I started my blog 19 years ago, which is kind of amazing when I think about it now. Um, that was before the term social media, I think had even been coined, but I, I consider it social media because I write a post and people can comment. So it is social and it is media. Therefore I call it social media. And I would say that my first platform was my own blog.
0: Wow. 19 years ago,
1: 19 years ago. That's incredible. That's an incredible achievement. Amazing.
0: Um, and so you were, we're still talking- in the
1: elementary school then, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was yeah, a wee little lad. Um, exactly. Um, so we're going to be talking about the, the dark side of AI algorithms, but I really want to hand it over to you to kind of expand and, and, and talk through what you mean by that.
1: Yeah, so I, I've been doing a lot of thinking about this idea of how the artificial intelligence algorithms have been driving the different social networks, whether that's um, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or YouTube or whatever it is. And um, everything you see on LinkedIn as well, everything you see on social media platforms is driven by artificial intelligence. It's driven by what you've seen in the past. It's driven by what you engage with, what you look at for longer periods of time than others. It's what you click on. And that drives what you're shown in terms of that social media platform's content. Um, So what that means is that if you're looking at content that that you are excited about, you know, I love to hike, for example, I love to surf, for example, and I click on surfing, I get more surfing, I click on hiking, I get more hiking, Um, I've been to 96 Grateful Dead concerts. If I click on Grateful Dead concert, content, I get more Grateful Dead content. So that's how the algorithm works. However, the problems and the disinformation comes in when there's content that's um, negative, because negative content, for whatever reason, we humans, when we become angry and we see negative content, we tend to engage more with it. And I don't know why that is, it goes back probably thousands of years in the survival technique. But what that means is that some of the social networks, especially Facebook and especially YouTube, um, have prioritized this kind of negative content because the negative content drives people to want to see more negative content. And that means that the more content they see, the more ads they can sell. It's a real simple calculation. The more time you're on Facebook, the more ads you see, the more money Facebook makes. The more time you're on YouTube, the more ads you see, the more money um, uh, YouTube or Google in the case of YouTube or Meta in the case of Facebook makes. And so, Unfortunately, what that means for us is that many of the disinformation that we see comes from accounts that are pushing stuff out on those networks that are then promoted by those algorithms. And I believe that that's driven things like um, conspiracy theories. I think that's driven um, the very vast polarization that we've seen in so many different areas of society. You know, here in my country, um, the uh, I call it the red team, the Republicans against the blue team, the den- Democrats. A lot of the content that's coming out on Facebook and YouTube especially has been driven so that it polarizes people. It pushes them into one team or another in such a way That never really happened before the AI algorithms were driving that content. And I think that's a horrible thing for society. So much so that I call the Facebook AI algorithm the most destructive technology ever invented. I'll repeat that. The most destructive technology ever invented. I believe that it leads to things like Brexit. I think it leads to things like vaccine skepticism. I think it leads to things um, like... um, All kinds of other conspiracy theories. I think it led to the January 6th um, uh, assault on the US Capitol. That's what this kind of disinformation led by AI algorithms is leading to. Uh, N- the- a, a nice, simple discussion for an yeah, afternoon, exactly. right?
0: Exactly. Absolutely. Um, but w- what was the moment or evolution where you arrived at that point and you kind of made that conclusion? Was there a specific moment or was that something that uh, happened over over time?
1: It, it happened over time. I, I, I had been thinking a lot about how the AI algorithms have been driving the content that I'm seeing on those social networks. And I originally started to think about it around Netflix. So on my Netflix account, um, I was noticing that Netflix kept showing me uh, similar films and television shows that I had been watching previously. Now, clearly, that's what the Netflix AI algorithms is designed to do. You know, if you like a certain type of movie, it's going to show you more movies like that. But I felt like it was doing it so much so that I wasn't seeing other content. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and, and I, I'm a curious person. I like to see a broad, broad, um, group of things. I don't want to be just focused into one thing. Then I start to see it more and more and more in my social media accounts. And it was, it's clear that on, on, unlike the very beginning of social media, for example, when I first uh, used Facebook and I started using Facebook, from the first week after students could use it back. And I believe it was 2007. Wow. I started on Twitter also in 2007. And in the beginning, it was simply a chronological um, listing of content. Um, and then, and, and the AI algorithms hadn't yet taken over. But now that the AI algorithms have taken over, I see that I'm I'm seeing a very, very different kind of feed than I was seeing back in the early days when it was simply chronological. and. So I'm kind of adding all of these things up, and I'm also noticing that out my country is getting way more polarized than it has been, that, that um, people on one side are, are seem very angry with people on the other side. And there's very little compromise today. In our politics, I'm all I was also seeing conspiracy theories rising Mm -hmm. much more quickly and way more people believing conspiracy theories. And the more that I did the research around what was going on, the more it felt like because everybody has their own AI driven newsfeed. My newsfeed is very different from your newsfeed on Facebook. My YouTube videos um, that I'm shown as what I might like are way different than yours to the point that everyone's getting their own unique Facebook or YouTube channels um, to to take a look at. Um, And I was seeing that, wow, if you're all of a sudden start clicking on something like COVID-19 vaccine skepticism content, you're gonna be seeing more of it. And then you're gonna be seeing more of it. And then you're going to be seeing more of it. And again, Facebook or YouTube um, is rewarded for this because you spend more time on Facebook or YouTube when that content comes out, and I felt like, wow, this is actually a really negative thing because there's not, for many, many people who get their their news via the social networks, there's not really one point of truth because the truth for any one person who gets their news from a social network or from Facebook or from YouTube, for example, they're getting the same content that they click on again and again and again. And that's why you see people who say things like everybody knows that vaccines don't work. Everybody Mm -hmm. knows that January 6th, Um, assault on the US Capitol was an inside job. Well, yeah, because if you click on that content, you're delivered more of it and you're delivered more of it and you're delivered more of it. So you start to think, well, everything is pointing me to that. So it must be true, even if it's not Mm. true. Um, So I feel like that AI algorithm driven content is incredibly negative for society. It's incredibly negative for the individuals who get sucked into it. And it means that it's that that the entire world, the entire human society, is being changed in, I believe, a very negative manner because of this. And again, there's no um, incentive for the social media's to ch- uh, companies, Meta and and Alphabet and the other ones to change because they're rewarded. For delivering that negative content, that mm-hmm. conspiracy theory laden content, because they make more money when you watch that content.
0: I see, and and the word that you used before, you when you expanded about how everybody knows, and I think that points towards the echo chamber. And I think it's an important yeah. clarification also to make for anyone listening that uh, I don't think. Correct me if I'm. Wrong, I don't think you're saying that you know, conspiracy theories didn't exist before the advent of social oh, yeah. media. But here you're talking about the ability, the propagation and the echo chamber effect.
1: Absolutely right. No, conspiracy theories have always existed and mm-hmm. negative content has already always existed. And 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 one tribe of people Um, against another tribe of people has always existed. And one political party has always fought against another political party. That's always uh, happened. You know, back as as long as humans have been around, that, that has been going on. Absolutely right. But what's different now is that the ways that people are getting their content has changed and the way that content is being delivered has changed such that you can spend um, hours on facebook and hours on youtube and the content that you're being delivered on facebook or youtube can be very very consistent in the type of content it is based on what you've previously clicked on such that you begin to believe that everything is pointing in this one direction, because that's the kind of content that you're getting. You're not seeing the other side. You're not seeing a balanced story. Um, You're seeing what it is
0: that you've already clicked on. Mm. And you're talking about this from your perspective as someone, like you said, you were incredibly early adopter to all of the platforms. It's something you work in. Let's widen it out to to the perspectives of others. Sure. For example, for example, regulators, right? You know, people who are elected officials, those who are making those laws in whichever country they're in. How should they be thinking about it? Are they thinking about it? What are they doing to address the concerns that you
1: Um So, I think that a lot of times, what the law the the lawmakers are looking at is disinformation. They're focused on the idea of information that's false. There's always been, as you said earlier, there's always been false information delivered. And I think that's the wrong argument. That's the wrong thing to be looking at. It's not that information is wrong. It's that information is um, amplified through these AI algorithms. And so, you know, when Elon Musk bought Twitter, one of the things that he kept focusing on Around his ideology around Twitter um, is that, um, hey, um, you know, we need to have um, the ability to put all kinds of information out there. There's no one version of the truth. Um, you need to have the ability for all types of different people to post content without, um, uh, without being censored. Okay, fine. I can totally agree with that. I can totally agree that content that I don't believe in or that I don't agree with should be allowed to be able to um, be posted. And I'm totally fine with that concept. Um, And so when the regulators just focus on that concept, um, then I think they're missing the overall point that I'm talking about here, which is, uh, is content is then amplified, Mm-hmm. So I believe in the ability for people to say what they want. I totally believe in f- free speech, 100 uh, percent believe in free speech. And I'll carry the flag of free speech for the, until the day I die. It is super, super important. But free speech does not mean that you should be guaranteed um social media um, algorithm amplification of the stories that you post. That's Mm -hmm. a very different thing. Being able to write something fine, but being able to have it amplified um, again and again and again via social media, that's the part we should be considering for regulation. And I'm just not sure that, that politicians know enough to be able to understand that that's really what I see as the bigger problem.
0: Mm. And and I think kind of I'm thinking as a parent as well. And often the topic of media literacy comes up quite often. Yeah, um, in these kinds of conversations, and it, whether it's for younger generations or older generations, yeah, it, maybe there isn't being enough done about media literacy and the, the dangers or the awareness that what you're seeing might not be a broad spectrum of the conversation.
1: I and I don't know how we solve that one. Um, you know you ask, ask people, where did you see that news? They say Facebook, you know, they're not saying where on Facebook or what source on Facebook, or where did you see that news on YouTube? They're not saying where the source was. They're not being, um, an educated consumer about understanding where that content is actually coming from. And, um, you know it's easy for me to see what's going on but i've spent my entire career in one way or another in the media my early the early part of my career i spent in the real time financial news business i worked for companies like thomson reuters and dow jones um and the latter part of my career over the last 20 years i've been creating my own content writing books being active on social media very much trying to understand the technologies around news distribution and electronic age. So I've been 30 years into this thing. Um, and how do you take someone who's maybe 16 or 17 years old and educate them about content? I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, I
0: think you're probably right. I just don't have the, uh, the solution. Maybe let's bring it to the, to the side of, of um, influence operations and the ability to affect um, opinions for w- whatever your objective is, whenever we, whenever the talk of algorithms are involved or, or a lack of kind of human involvement, especially the scale of the social media platforms, it means that algorithms can be, uh, um, tricked or used for the advantage of others. Um, how, how do you approach or how do you think about the way that abuses can happen or the way that those algorithms can be abused for influence operation motivations?
1: yeah i mean it's a t- another tough one um you know in in our most recent u s presidential election cycle um which was the twenty twenty cycle um we started to see in this country my country um a whole bunch of influence from overseas uh, where um uh where f- content creation farms were creating content that um That was misinformation, pushing it out on social media, especially on Facebook, uh, but also YouTube and others. And then that content was being amplified. And many people believe that that um, helped to influence um, the election. And um, the same thing happened back in the 2016 presidential cycle. So now we're leading up to the 2024 us presidential cycle and ai is way more prevalent now and content creation using ai is way more prevalent now Um, and as well targeting literally down to the individual level is possible so this wasn't possible during the last us presidential election cycles but on this cycle 2024 that's coming up you literally are able to target to an individual person Uh, using social networks and imagine then that you can create an individual set of content, maybe a deep fake video that's designed to impress a certain person, literally one person. And and if that's fake, if that's created by some uh, farm in a a third country somewhere uh, to benefit one politician or, or one group or another, uh, you've got a big problem. We've got a big problem on our hands. And I think the challenge is not what people we, we talked about this earlier, but not what the politicians are looking at is what's what's um, truth and what's not and free free um, expression of ideas. But rather, it's the it's the AI algorithm amplification itself that becomes the problem so i'm worried about 2024 u.s presidential election i'm worried about the idea that this kind of algorithm amplified content is going to influence the election in a dramatic way that media has never influenced elections in the past mm-hmm. um, and um, and that becomes a massive challenge, I think, for everybody, for all of humanity, to be able to sort out. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think mm-hmm. we've figured this out. So I don't it's... have the answers either, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what the, I don't know what the answer is. But um, short of of turning off Facebook and YouTube, I don't know what the answer is.
0: Right, which isn't really a solution. The, 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 it's the, not. The horses, the horses left the, uh, the the barn. That's that's not yeah. a solution to. Um... I never really I I've never done this but but if you allow me because you were talking about the elections we've done cyber done some uh, analysis by a fantastic analysis looking at the bot networks and we've uncovered a bunch of different bot networks and bot farms um at, that were created you know, even a year ago. And so right. there's been a lot of activity that we've detected gearing towards the 2024 election. And I, I mentioned that, A, because people can read that on the site, but also because that definitely confirms with what you're seeing. But when we talk about the topic of disinformation, elections, vaccine, you know, those are the big, kind of big blockbuster topics that often people associate with this subject. But actually, when you're talking about the algorithms and the way that they're created, it's not those, let's call them big, you know, big life events, global events, but it also can impact the day-to-day of our lives. Right.
1: Yeah, no, totally. And um, and, and and whether it's just the local political um, discussions going on in your community, it, it, it literally can be in your town um, something going on with the school board. And, you know, should you ban this book? and um and 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 that's become a big issue in in my country and probably other countries as well around um you know one group of people deciding that a certain book is not appropriate for somebody of a certain age and another group of people saying it's just a book get over it um and that becoming a very very polarizing issue because it's amplified by, as you say, these bots, but as, as, as social media is amplifying this stuff so that people are seeing it in multiple different ways that they never would have seen it without that social media amplification. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think that you know the whole purpose of, of of these kinds of conversations is to you know bring to light some of the things that we might not be aware of or might not be thinking about when it comes to social media and and the dangers. But also as well, maybe some of the positives. Do, do you see any positives going forward? Do you see any possible solutions uh, in the future? Oh my gosh, social
1: media. I've been a cheerleader for social media since it first started. The idea that any one of us can create content, any one of us can see the content that's created by others, that you can engage with people that you went to school with and co-workers of companies that you used to be employed by. I mean, social media is amazing. And social media as a marketing tool for companies, for individuals is amazing. I mean, um, the more amazing it is, and the more dangerous it is, the more of a challenge it becomes to figure out how are we 're going to be able to solve these problems um, and you know, as I said earlier i i don 't think we just shut something off we don 't just shut facebook down we don 't just decide that Facebook has to be split up somehow um, but I do think that there's there's so many dangers that we have to be aware of and uh and yes, there's so many positives of of social media. I mean, it's incredible to be able to like like I love to hike. And, you know, just the group of 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 fellow hikers who like to hike the same trail I do, which is called Vermont's Long Trail. That's amazing to be able to have that on a uh on a social network, to be able to have that engagement. Um it's fabulous. So there are tons and tons of positives around this.
0: Amazing. And I think that segues really nicely into the final question, which is the same question that I ask every guest that comes on, which is to name just one thing that you're seeing that is one good, one bad, and one fake thing in the online space today. One good, one bad,
1: and one, what was the last one? Fake. Fake. Um, Well, I think we've spent a half hour (laughs) talking about this. I mean, it's really great that people can connect that people can engage that you can all of a sudden be able to, uh, have a conversation with people that you, um, that, you know, um, the, the algorithms have some good, but are primarily bad in my mind, mm-hmm. um,
0: because they lead to so much fake. I see. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, answer to that question. Um, thanks for taking the time to talk us through this topic. My pleasure. Uh, and uh, I think it's been a fascinating one uh, and I'm sure our listeners will have enjoyed it. Um, uh, so for it to, to follow David's writings, his 19 years worth of content on his blog, um, you can check that out in the links in the show notes below. Um, so that just leaves me to say thank you very much for listening. David, thanks for joining us and have a great day, everyone.